You're listening to The Whole Testament, a podcast putting the Old and New Testaments back together. This week, we find Dave hanging on a beach, starting out our new series on the Passover. He feeds us some tasty nuggets of wisdom in the sands under the Florida sun. If you have questions and want to continue the conversation, send us an email at thewholetestament at gmail.com or leave us a comment. One of my favorite holidays, I mean, I like them all, but one of my favorite holidays is the holiday of Passover. There's so much truth to be taught to us in the lives that we live today and how God wants to move us from slavery to freedom. There's so much truth about what God did for his, his people, the children of Israel, while they were in Egypt and how he moves them out of Egypt and toward the promised land. And then to make it even bigger than that is this idea that Jesus um, was crucified on Passover. It wasn't a coincidence. It was intentional. It was laid out by God. Back in Genesis chapter one, when God created the sun, the moon, the stars as signs and pointers, he pointed to this moment, this moment in Exodus, this moment in the first century when Jesus was crucified and this moment that is in our lives right now as the truth still holds, as he moves us from slaves to being his people and also the, the future when he returns and ultimately takes us out of these bodies of sin. And so I just wanted to walk through some of those fun points in the Exodus. Why am I here on the beach? Because I was just out here the other day. It's my wife and I's 20th anniversary. And so we brought all the kids down to Santa Rosa Beach in Florida to celebrate 20 years. Uh, I mean, it's a celebration that she's put up with me that long. And so it was worthy of celebrating. And so we're all down here and I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking about um, these podcast episodes in the Passover and I'm just watching the sea roar. And it reminded me of the children of Israel being stuck with the sea behind them and Pharaoh coming at them and they were freaking out. And so we're gonna look at that a little bit. So there are several passages in the book of Exodus as we walk through, as you learn about the Passover story from like Exodus chapter one through like 15 when God brings them out um, that, that are so powerful. And they speak not only to what's happening there, but what's happening in our lives. And so one of the first passages that really just jumps out. So the children of Israel have gone down to Egypt. Pharaoh that knew him died and Joseph and all those people are gone. And so it's just the children of Israel and a new Pharaoh and he does not like them. And so he begins to bring them into bondage and, and, and hold them captive and make them work hard labor, okay? And so they cry, out to, they cry out to God. And one of the passages is this, Exodus chapter two, verse 25. God saw the people of Israel and God knew. I love that. He saw them. He saw, he looked, he looked over his people and he saw them in this bondage, in this struggle. And he saw them and he knew. That knew, that word knew is like this deep, intimate 
understanding of what is really happening. He knows the depths. And so as I think about us, right? So one of the things I love about Passover is um, in the Passover Haggadah, which is the book that tells you how to go through the whole meal, uh, which we will talk about in the dessert episode. We'll go through how we do it and and you guys can figure out what you want to do for yourself if you decide to celebrate it. Um, and it, in it, it says one of the things is like, we are to act as if we were the ones God brought out of Egypt. So every year when we sit down at the Passover meal, we start by saying, tonight we are to remember that God brought us out of slavery. And so that's where this story like is suppo- supposed to point us. So today, you and I, as we walk through this episode together, we are to see that we are in, like, there are things in our lives that hold us captive. And so God wants you to know, he's calling out to us and he is saying, I see you and I know, I know. In Exodus chapter six, verse six, it says this, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. And this is like Lord, the capital L, capital O-R-D, Lord. It's like the name of God. Hashem in Hebrew is like the name. It's um, yod Hey vav Hey, the sacred name of God. The name of God that is like, carries with it power and might and wonder and miracles beyond our ability to understand. He says, say to them, this is who I am. And I will free you from the yoke of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. This is a pivotal passage in the Passover story because those four promises that God makes in Exodus chapter six are, are huge in the story. I will free you from the yoke of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery. I will redeem you with outstretched arms and mighty acts of judgment. And I will take you to be your God and, I will, and you will be my people. Those four each represent one cup of juice or wine in the Passover meal. So as you go through the meal, you take that and it's to remind you the first cup, I will free you. Second cup, I will deliver you. Third cup, I will redeem you. Fourth cup, I will take you. And so those promises are enacted as you go through the Passover meal. And God says, I'm going to move. I'm going to do these amazing things. And then the very next verse is this. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. And so maybe that is us today. Maybe we have this overwhelming weight of this brokenness, this slavery that is holding us captive that we just can't get past. This scene, the way I, the reason why I set it up out here, I wasn't planning to really even do a podcast on the trip, um, but the reason why we're here on this beach is because as I stand here, I think about that God does these mighty acts and these amazing wonders for the children of Israel. And then he brings them out of Egypt, but he takes them out into the desert and he makes them walk around and wander in circles so that Pharaoh will chase them. And he brings them to the edge of the Red Sea. So we've got the sea behind us. 
if you can look, you can see as far as you can see that way, it's, it's water. As far as you can see the other way, over here, it's water. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. And then, so they believed in God. So maybe this is some of us that like, we believed in God and we've trusted our lives with him. And yet we find ourselves at this place where I don't know how I'm gonna go forward. And then to top it off, behind us comes the enemy. He's chasing after us. He's coming to us to try to defeat us and we feel trapped. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm stuck here. It's never gonna be any different. I can't go forward. The enemy just keeps getting closer and closer and closer. Um, one of the passages that I love in this story, um, there's so many. I probably say that all the time. God says to the, this, to, to Egypt, for by now I could have put out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence and you would be cut off from the earth. You know that thing that's chasing you? That thing that keeps, uh, keeps attacking you and keeps winning a victory over you? God says, but I could have completely put that out. God says to the Egyptians, I could have stretched out my hand and wiped you out. And so maybe you're thinking, well, why haven't you? Why aren't you? Why do I still feel trapped? And then he says this, but for this purpose, I have raised you up. So God is speaking to Egypt. I've allowed you to have this power. Why? to show you my power so that the, my name may be proclaimed in all the earth, Exodus 9, 15 and 16. God has allowed this evil so that his name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Because when God works, he's the only one who's gonna get the glory. When I'm stuck here at the edge of the sea, unable to move forward, and the enemy is chasing after me and coming at me and there's nothing I can do, guess what? When God works, he's the one who gets the glory. You're supposed to be stuck. You're supposed to be. Because if I have the authority and if I have the power and if I have the strength to overcome what it is that's chasing me or move myself forward, then I don't need God. And one of my, again, absolute favorite passages in the whole entire Passover thing that I love so much is this. Exodus 14, 13 and 14. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be still. You have only to be silent, that word, silent, still, stop. God says, just stop. Stop freaking out, relax, calm down, 
and see the salvation of the Lord. This is the part where we connect it. It's so amazing when you connect all of the things in the Passover story, connect directly to Jesus and what he does for us on the cross. But this one I love the most because it says here in this passage in Hebrew, it says, fear not, stand firm and see the Yeshua of the Lord. Yeshua is Jesus's Hebrew name. His name means salvation. It says, see the salvation of the Lord. You see, Egypt and the story of the Passover and bringing the children of Israel to the Red Sea and then beyond the Red Sea are all is this like amazing picture of what God is doing. It's like this physical representation of this spiritual heavenly reality. When Jesus went to the cross on Passover and became the sacrifice, the Passover lamb, he did something that was foretold back in the book of Exodus. You see those four promises, I will free you from the yoke of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery. I will redeem you with outstretched arms and mighty acts of judgment. When the children of Israel were standing on the edge of the sea and there was no way through, God says, be still, see the salvation of the Lord. I will fight for you. And so what do they do when they're at the edge of the sea? God says, Moses, stretch out your arms, that third, third cup, redeem you with outstretched arms and mighty acts of judgment. He says, stretch out your arms. The sea will part. The children of Israel walk through on dry land. And it doesn't just close in on the Egyptians. It says in the, in the book of Exodus that the, the bodies of the Egyptians were cast out onto the shore. So what happens is we find the, the children of Israel through the other side and all along the beach was everything that was chasing them dead. It didn't just drown them in the water, it throws them up on the shore so that they can see this is no longer gonna chase us. See, when Jesus went to the cross, which I just love it, when Jesus does the Passover meal with his disciples and he takes the cup and he says, this is the covenant of my blood, the new covenant, that's the third cup in the Passover meal. That cup that represents outstretched arms. Jesus is telling them, and he says, do this in remembrance of me. He's saying tomorrow, when I go to the cross, I will stretch out my arms and bring you redemption. And then I will act in mighty acts of judgment. You know what you have to do? Be still, because I'm gonna power over. I'm gonna overcome the power of sin that is chasing you because you can't, because I get the glory. That's what Jesus is saying. I get the glory. So as I stretch out my arms and you walk through my salvation, you walk through my redemption, I'm gonna destroy everything that is chasing you and it will be dead on the seashore, dead. So if you find yourself today stuck, you feel stuck. You're standing on the edge of the sea. You don't see a way to get forward. You feel the enemy pressing in hard against you. God is saying, I'm allowing this situation because I need you to see my glory. I need you to stop, relax, breathe and believe that I have this situation under control, that I can overcome the demons that are chasing you. Not only that, but when I stretched out my arms on the cross 2000 years ago and gave up my life, 
It wasn't just for the people living then, it was for you. It was for you now. And so everything you think is chasing you is really a dead Egyptian on the beach. How crazy would it be if I were to go over and grab a dead body, pick it up, throw it over my shoulder and carry it with me onto the promised land? But that's what we're doing. When we're carrying around this sin, when we're holding on to it, we're carrying a dead carcass with us into the promises that God has promised us. God is saying, let it go. Let go. Trust me. Let me fight for you. I've already stretched out my arms. I've already paid the price. I've already defeated it. Everything that is chasing you is dead. Let it go. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the power of the story. I thank you that God, I, I can stand here, I hear the waves crashing. I feel the weight of the dead Egyptians that I've been carrying around. I have felt and do feel sometimes that trappedness of being stuck between the sea and the enemy chasing after me. And so I just pray, God, even as I do this, even as I've talked about this year after year, as we go through the Passover story, that even in this moment on this beach, God, that you would help me stop. Lay down my dead Egyptian and allow you to fight and I pray, God, that these people that are listening, whoever they are, wherever they are, that you would move in might and power and wonders and that you would overcome the enemy that is chasing them, that is fighting them, that is causing them to fear and doubt and desire to maybe even just give up and go back to Egypt, that you would fight it, God, and that you would move and that they would see your power in a way they've never seen before. And they would only be able to give you the glory in this situation that the world around us and the people in our lives will be, wow, look how good their God is and how powerful he is in their life. I, I pray this, I speak it over these people and in your name we pray, amen. for listening to The Whole Testament. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So share the show with your friends and family and be sure to leave a rating and review. You can also find us on all the socials by searching at The Whole Testament. All of our episodes are available at our website and you can listen to them by heading over to thewholetestament.com. The Whole Testament is supported by people like you. To help us continue the conversation, 
head to theoldtestament.com and click on the donate tab. We'll see you next time. Because those four promises, I will free you from the yoke of the Egyptians. I will redeem you from slavery to them. I will... (laughs) I got that wrong, Hadassah.